Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here with Mike Meredith. Uh, Mike, uh, we had a, uh, a pretty interesting weekend. Obviously, Super Bowl weekend, and uh, uh, some you know some other games were going on, but I'm pretty sure no one paid attention to any of those because obviously the Super Bowl is uh, basically a holiday, and we should have Mondays off. But uh, Mike, how are you doing hey. this evening, man? Nah, for real facts. I'm doing good though. Yeah, let's, I mean, we should have all had work off uh, yesterday. Let's let's be real here. Um, uh, well, we're going to lead off today just real quickly. I'm just going to touch on it before we get to the Super Bowl. Uh, pitchers and catchers uh, reported for spring training today. Uh, well, actually, for the majority of teams. I know a couple actually, uh, tr- a couple teams trickled in there uh, over the weekend uh, for reporting to camp. Uh, I believe... Uh, Thursday, we'll see. Uh, we'll see all all players uh, reporting for um, for spring training. So that's uh, very exciting. You know, baseball's just around the corner. Um, so yeah, very exciting for that. Yeah, uh, baseball is about to be taken over here. As well, we still have NBA and NHL playoffs are coming up soon. But you know, football being over, we need that other sport to kind of take over, and baseball is going to be that that sport here. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do for the next, uh, you know, seven months without football, man. Uh, it sucks, <laughs> but uh, no, we, we, I mean, we got the NBA, we got the NHL, and you know, obviously baseball's starting up soon, so, I mean, we'll, we'll be, well, I think we'll be fine uh, without football mm-hmm. for a little while. Plus, I think the, the, the UFL starts in, like, April, too, so, I mean, it's football, but it's not the same as, you know, college or the NFL, but... It is what it is there. But uh, speaking of the NFL, let's get into it. Uh, Super Bowl, obviously, this weekend. And before the Super Bowl even started, um, Rob Gronkowski, man, he sold. He fucking sold. He didn't even try. Dude just fucking went and fucking kicked it. He didn't even fucking try to line it up. He didn't even fucking. It's like he didn't even try to fucking kick the damn ball. And he just kicked it wide right and. Yeah, he fucking sold. I wanted my part of fucking ten million dollars, but uh, no, no, fuck you, Rob. Um. Anyways, uh, this was this was a very very interesting game. Uh, it was low scoring, like I thought it would be. Um, didn't think that we'd take it to overtime, but uh, the Chiefs end up winning twenty five twenty two in overtime. Uh, and the Chiefs came back against the Niners, who you know came back against the Lions in the NFC Championship. And I got to tell you, there, there there was times during this game where I was watching what, what the, the Niners were doing. And I wanted the Niners to win because I fucking can't stand dynasties in sports. So I really don't want to fucking see an, a Kansas City dynasty because we just got out of the Patriots dynasty. Um... But I, I was just pointing out, like, different parts that the Niners were doing. I was, I was like, oh, the Lions would have done this instead, and they would have, you know, done whatever. So it, it was kind of interesting watching uh, the game as a Lions fan to see what we could have done against Kansas City. Now, that said, I don't think the Lions would have beat Kansas City. I really, really don't. I don't think the defense is good enough. Um, but back to the game, uh, it was very, very interesting. We had, uh, we had two... Uh, record-breaking field goals in this game, one for each team, actually. And, well, Kansas City now, uh, they have that record uh, for longest field goal. But, um, yeah, a lot of field goals kicked in this game. Um, so, so Mike, where where, where do you want to start in this game? 
Man, it's tough because there was not a lot of action in the first half. And you saying that the Lions would have lost this game, that's so contradictory to everything else that I've seen online. Everyone been like, the Lions would have won 35-6 to the way the damn Kansas City was playing in the first half. Um, yeah, it was a boring first half. But I guess we can just start from the first quarter and just go on from there and kind of hit the highlights. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, uh, scoreless uh, first quarter. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of back and forth, um, you know, got, got some drives going. Um, you know, the first drive for, for the Niners, I believe ended in a, uh, um, uh, ended in a fumble and then the, then they forced, you know, the, uh, uh, the chiefs to punt and, you know, it was, it was just very, very boring in that first quarter and then um you know the Niners started to drive and then eventually um the Chiefs were able to get a good stop and uh they forced the Niners to kick a 55 yarder and Jake Moody made that which I was actually surprised he made that given his uh accuracy this whole year um but uh yeah that set the Super Bowl record which would soon be uh broken later in this game, which you don't fucking see happen very often. Um, and then, uh, also later in the game, you know, we had, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he caught a, he caught a pass from Juwan, uh, from Jawan Jennings. Um, and if, if the Niners won the Super Bowl, I think Jawan Jennings would have been, uh, MVP because he, I mean, he, he threw for a touchdown, he caught a touchdown, um, and he led in, in, uh, receiving yards. He had a career day, um, and and I, if the Niners won the Super Bowl, he would have been uh, the MVP for sure. I think in my in my mind. Yeah, Dwan Jennings had a crazy game. Him and CMC were, I mean, the only. I mean, CMC didn't have like a crazy big day, but he still had. I think it was like eighty rushing yards and eighty receiving yards. So he still had a really good game. But I mean, the rest of that uh, San Fran offense, bro. Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle were quiet all game. It seemed like. Yeah, I mean Kittle was was forced to block because Kansas City was, you know, with the blitz packages they were they were uh, giving San Francisco. Kittle on on a lot of the passing downs had to stay in block and not run a route because, you know, Kansas City was sending six seven guys uh, very consistently. So to help the offensive line, you know, try to block you know, these, these, these blitzers, he had to stay and, and, and they had to scheme around the, the, the blitz packages Kansas City was, was showing them. Um, and then, uh, you know, when, when he was running a route, he was almost always in, in, uh, in double coverage. So it was very hard for him to get the ball, uh, or get even targeted when, uh, when he was running a route. So, it was uh it, it was not a good game for him just because of the fact that he either a had to be blocking or you know b he was double teamed the entire game um but uh yeah uh cmc did have a good game yeah 80 and 80 uh for uh, for rushing and uh receiving so um but uh what one thing that uh that i noticed that san francisco did that the lions would never do is kick field goals um, and, and they came at a premium in this game. And now I know we probably wouldn't have kicked like th- that 55 yarder because I'm, I'm not trusting Badgley at that range, but, 
Um, but it, it's it's something the Lions needs to address, I think, for sure, is, is the kicker position in the offseason. Um, but that said, um, it, it, this was a very close game all the way through. Uh, San Francisco at the half went up, was up 10-3. Um, and then from there, it was just grinding it out. I think the thing that changed the game, the outcome of the game the most, was that blocked extra point uh, that Kansas City had in the, I think it was the fourth quarter. Um, no, it was, it was in the, uh, it was in the third quarter. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that changed the entire outcome of the game. I think if San Francisco makes that and that, you know, isn't blocked, San Francisco probably is your Super Bowl champions. Yep. That whole thing, that changed the game. I mean, them not having 17 and 16, I mean, because, yeah, the Chiefs had to settle for a field goal tied at 16. They would have been having – they would have had pressure to go for the TD. Uh, it changes a lot. I think that was a big momentum shift, and I talked about this a lot when the Lions played because, you know, that damn catch uh, against the Lions, that off-the-helmet catch, and then uh, not getting it on fourth down, I felt like changed the whole momentum of the game. And this one, I would say, watching it, I mean, San Francisco wasn't – really dominant but they were definitely the better team uh at least through the first like two and a half quarters but the play that changed it was the muffed punt man that gave kansas city that life they got their only td of the game uh besides the one in ot from that muffed punt and that's just that's tough man i mean hits off the san fran player ray ray mcleod instead of falling on the ball like all these players should do he tries to run and pick it up and of course that doesn't work so that was definitely a big turning point. I agree that missed extra point getting blocked. That's huge. Yeah. I I think, I think those two plays really are what changed uh, the entire outcome of the game. Uh, Because like you said, I mean, San Francisco, the first, you know, two and a half quarters of this game were extremely dominant, but you just kept giving uh, Kansas city opportunities. Um, you know, if if that ball doesn't touch, you know, that San Francisco player's ankle, we we see a completely different game. I think from there, San Francisco has total total control over the game, um, and and now it becomes very hard for for Kansas City um, to get back in it. But they were able to, um, you know, to to get that muff punt, and and from there, you know. Kansas City just had all the momentum uh, going their way after that, so um, I, I think I think the better team lost this game. It's kind it's kind of like how in the NFC Championship, the better team lost the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it, all their luck they used San Francisco basically used all their luck in the uh, just just to get to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, coming back against Green Bay and also against the Lions. I, I think some of that luck kind of just, you know, shifted away from them because of that. You know, Car- Car- Karma's a bitch. Um, yeah, I, I you know, they, uh, play that well. Like, people, I, I agree San Francisco played a better game, but not much better, to be honest with you. They did not play that great. Like, they could have came out way better. And then, um, I don't know if we're going to harp on it much, but uh, them not knowing the rules of overtime either, that's. That's that's not good, man. Yeah, no, that's that's one where I I don't I don't get how you don't know. I mean, Kansas City they knew the rules 
they they were talking about this since camp uh, with the rules. And, and when you have San Francisco players and coaches saying that they didn't know the rules until the game, that that that's that kills you. Uh, you you got to pay attention. I mean, and we knew these rules were changing in the off season. Uh, well, this past off season, uh, the rules were kind of announced right around camp, and so Kansas City prepared for that all season long, and they were ready for it. Um, and and the way I see it is if you're going to take the ball first in uh, the overtime rules for the playoffs, it, it's it's mm-hmm. if you're going to take the ball first, you have to score a touchdown and score a two-point conversion because the, yeah. the team that gets second chance, they're going to go for two um, – whether 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 you whether they uh, whether you score a touchdown to kick the extra point or just settle for a field goal, it, it's kind of like college, right? You you just want uh, the ball second, um, but if you have to have the ball first, you have to score a touchdown and you have to make a two point conversion if you want to win your game. Um, yeah. But there there's a lot of strategy layers in there. But obviously, the safer route is to just you know. Uh, Take the ball second because you ha- you know what you have to do. Ball's in your court if you take the ball second, basically. Exactly. They um. So I saw arguments on this. They were like, San Francisco's defense was out of, was out there a lot, and you know they would have they were definitely gassed, and it was right for them to take the ball first so that the defense can rest. But you also run that risk, like you said, of when you get the ball second, you know what you have to do at that point. When uh, KC got the ball, you know they knew. Uh, they got a field goal, so now we can uh, we can get this touchdown and win. So I think getting the ball second definitely has its benefits. But you also, I think I, I see the strategy of taking it first because then, I mean, you dictate, you set the tone, you know. If you get that touchdown, that two-point conversion, then, you know, that takes a lot of pressure off uh, and it puts all the pressure on the other team to uh, match you. So it's going to be interesting to see how – the overtime games uh, go moving forward in the playoffs because this was the first one with the new rule. I mean, was there even an OT game in the playoffs before this? Uh, no, no, they're, they're, they're not a single one went to OT. So, I mean, this was the first time we saw the rules. And I like the rules because it actually gives the other team a chance finally in overtime, yeah. um, which I think not having, you know, the other team have a chance to – to do anything is stupid. Um, that said, um, I, I think there's some adjustment that could be made um, because they're 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 basically starting a new. They said they're basically starting a new game, right? So, my my suggestion is basically not necessarily making a new game, but making a new half, right? There's there's basically two quarters to be two extra quarters to be played. Now I know that would make the games a hell of a lot longer. So if you, you could even do this with a quarter, but just, you know, have a back and forth for a quarter instead of, you know, whatever, and see who comes out on top, kind of like how the, the NHL does it in the playoffs where it's just continuous OT until someone scores. Um, yeah. Um, or like or like the NBA where they play, what, another quarter? And, yeah, yeah. OT, yeah. and whoever's on top at the end, them. yeah. So yeah, I mean, something like I, that I, I think the NFL needs to adopt because – that would help, I think, with a lot of the strategy um, with this, and it could it could make it more entertaining, I think, too. 
Yeah, when I was watching the game and the clock was running out after the first OT, uh, Roma actually explained in the booth that it, it was the start of a new game. So even if the clock had run to zero when the Chiefs thawed the ball, it would just go into the next quarter, which I, I didn't know that. I thought that I, I knew about the OT rules changing where both teams got to possess the ball, but I did not know that uh, it would go on for another quarter. Like, I thought that time was set at 15 minutes like a normal quarter. I thought it was just the one quarter, but nope, it uh, it keeps going. So, uh, interesting to see. But, yeah, I agree, man. Just at second or third overtime or even just like, yeah, let them play like another – another half i know it would it take a minute but even if the half's just a little bit shorter um and just let them play it out man because again if you have um of just two it's basically a two drive uh scenario i mean if the first team scores a field goal and then you score a touchdown and win but say the ot you know kept going past the time you know so the chiefs would have scored and San Fran would have had a chance to get a TD and get back up again. Yeah, exactly. And and it's like, if you just, if you made it a strict time limit instead of basically an unlimited time uh, for overtime, it would put more pressure on the teams. It'll make, you know, a better product, I think. And and not only that, you get basically a whole nother quarter of football, um, which ends up, you know, bringing up, uh, bringing entertainment value to it. So I, th- I think if they just went with like another quarter, another half, like like an- another 20 minutes, right? Uh, a 20 minute overtime uh, quarter or period, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And whoever's on top after those 20 minutes wins the game sort of deal. So I, th- I think that would be a much better model. Um, for the uh, uh, for for the overtime rules for the playoffs, um, but uh, yeah, no, Kansas City gets a nice win. I'll tell you what was not nice was um, the Super Bowl commercials this year, man. They were uh, they, they were yeah yeah exactly every single year they just keep getting worse. And we're we're gonna talk about these a little bit. We're also gonna talk about halftime here, guys. So, um, but uh, no, the commercials. I mean. I think there was only like maybe like three good commercials in the entire, um, you know, thing. I think the the Doritos, uh, Dina and Mita, uh, one, that was a good commercial. The State Farm one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. And and that that's about all I can think of off the top of my head that were good commercials. I'm gonna be honest. So I didn't think the commercials were trash, but I wasn't paying that close of attention. Uh, me and my friend, we were talking and on our phones, and I was, I'm going to be completely honest, I wasn't, like, fully engaged in watching the commercials, but from just the ones I kind of glanced at and was looking at, there really wasn't that great ones. Like you said, the Arnold one, I do remember that one. The Doritos one as well, um, I don't remember that one as much, but uh, Doritos always has ones that hit in the commercial. They, they're like the... Uh, the the OG of making funny commercials. The gold uh, standard. They're the gold standard for them. Just glad I didn't see too many Bud Light commercials because, you know, fuck Bud Light. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the commercials, man, though. I remember when, com- man, I remember like back, say, even like 10, 15 years ago, commercials, like, it was like every other commercial was a, was a banger. Like, there's literally uh, compilation videos on YouTube of, uh, 
Super Bowl commercials, like from a single Super Bowl or from like a, a span of like ten Super Bowls that just were like hit all hits, man. And then you have the last five years where they've just been a lot of duds. Yeah, no, I mean this year the commercials were just kind of not entertaining. I mean, yeah, you had the State Farm one, like a good neighbor, but and and then yeah, like the Doritos one. Which Doritos, like I said, they're the gold standard for for commercials. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's just they didn't hit this year. And yeah, I mean, you you could go back, you know, five six years ago, and the commercials were were ten times uh, better than what they were now. But you go back a further ten years, and those ones from five six years ago are are like boring as hell compared to what we used to have. I mean, we we used to be a country. Man, we used to be a country. <laughs> used yeah. to be a country. Super Bowl commercials used to be funny. They used to mean something. Um, one of one of my one of my, I saw this tweet. My girlfriend showed me, um, after uh, not too long after the uh, uh, the Jesus washed feet uh, commercials, uh, mm-hmm. some so, someone tweeted, uh, "Man, that 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 website spent seven million dollars to tell us that Jesus had a foot fetish." <laughs> Damn. I was like, I was like, dude, you're not wrong, but dude, <laughs> come on now, that's fucked oh, yeah. up. That's fucked up. But it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, the commercials, man. They just, they just did not hit this year. Um, halftime though, halftime was all right. The first half was boring yeah. as shit. I was out of it. Um, I, I feel like if you're going to do a halftime show, you have to start off with a banger. Um, you got about halfway into it and then it started getting really good. Um, I, I, I like the introduction, uh, where, where it said this may cause uh, you know, relationship issues. I was like, I was like, huh? And then I saw him doing what he was doing with Alicia Keys. I was like, Oh, there, there it is. Yeah. That was like the main takeaway. Like there's always like that one clip, like, whether it was the Super Bowl with 50 Cent's fucking upside down or uh, Shakira and J-Lo uh, going crazy, that was definitely a, a meme from the Super Bowl. This year's meme was was uh, Usher and Alicia Keys, man. Yeah, I, it was uh, – I, I saw another one where it's like when uh, – uh, before before Ludacris came out, um, the, the, the roller skaters – uh, I, I saw someone tweet. They were like, uh, "It was, it was, it was me. Uh, if I was, if I was one of uh, Usher's uh, dancers, and then it, it showed a clip of like someone at Sonic falling over, uh, spilling food and shit everywhere. I roller skates. I was like, I was like, yep, I, I fucking feel that way too much. Yeah. And then uh, I wasn't expecting a little John to be there, but uh, that that was a that was a nice uh, yeah, kinda- nice bit there. Um, Lil John Ludacris, just because of you know the yeah, that was probably the biggest song. I, I, my opinion, that was the biggest uh, uh, song at the show, like that people were going crazy for. Yeah, there was, uh, um, yeah, I wasn't necessarily expecting it, but that was awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, halftime show, I, I'd give it probably like a six out of ten. I mean, it was better than. You know what we had in the last couple of years. I'll, I'll I'll admit to that, but I mean, as far as you know, all time great halftime shows, it's it's nowhere up there. I think. No, definitely not. So, um, but yeah, that's really gonna do it for us. Uh, really quick episode today. 
Uh, Thursday, um, we don't even know what we're going to really do yet. Um, probably talk some NHL and NBA, though. Um, it's starting to get later in the year. So we'll kind of, uh, you know, address things that need to be addressed. I saw um, uh, Morgan Riley just got suspended from uh, Toronto for five games, but, you know, Nikita Zadorov gets yeah. only t- Nikita yeah. Zadorov only gets yeah. fucking two games for fucking you know trying to take flapper. trying to no no Zadorov got two games for fucking you know uh, trying to take Lucas Raymond's head off, but you know Morgan Riley cross cross checks uh, Greg to the head and and he gets five games. It, it makes no fucking sense, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. I saw that all over uh, all over Twitter, man. Freaking. Uh, him slap shot in the empty net, and then Morgan Riley just came in, and busted his ass. Yeah, I mean, I, I it is it, to to me what Greg did was kind of you know unsportsmanlike to just slap shot it in. What Morgan Riley did wasn't you know the smartest things to do, you know smartest thing to do. But the Department of Player Safety is just a fucking clown car because you know Zadorov an illegal check to the head only gets two games but a cross check to the head gets fucking more i i that that just makes no sense to me but um yeah but uh anyways guys um rate review subscribe help us out let us know uh what more you want to see from us uh check out our youtube page of course at the mike and andrew show um thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys on thursday